Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Holly. Hello, Dave. Welcome to the What Difference Does It Make podcast, question mark. And the reason I say that is because who do we have in the neighborhood? We have guests today that have their own podcast, which is also a question. And that question is, who cares about the Rock Hall? Well, apparently, Joe Quazala and Kristen Studdard do. And we do, too. We talk a lot about the Rock Hall. And I thought this month is like the Rock Hall month of uh, Rocktober, which we call it. They call it something else. I won't get into it right now. It is a topic of discussion constantly on our podcast, as well as theirs. It's a little more constant on theirs. We talk about Rock Hall inductees and nominees often, but they have a whole podcast about that topic. Their obsession is the Rock Hall. It's intriguing into how they look into what goes into each nominee, who gets in, who gets out. It's fascinating. And we are fascinated by these guys. And by the way, they're very funny. Joe is a stand-up comedian and Kristen does improv and she's an actor. They are highly entertaining. We are going to open up our studios now into the virtual studios. Let's welcome Joe Quazala and Kristen Studdard of Who Cares About the Rock Hall podcast, question mark, on the What Difference Does It Make podcast, question mark. It's Kristen Studdard, right? Correct, yes. Okay, yes. like Ruben. Like, like Ruben, but yeah. spelled a little bit diff. Oh, Lil, okay. Yeah, he has two Ds. He's got double Ds. He's, he's got, got, that is he's got, what they say. <laughs> Joseph. <laughs> Joseph. All right. Yeah, so that must have been uh, crushing when Ruben Studdard came around, and all of a sudden just like, oh. Yeah, it. it's been a, it has, it has continued. It is, uh. <laughs> Yeah, because he hasn't gone away. He's still yeah. No, people are. He's relevant. People are talking about him all the time. <laughs> rock yeah, Hall particular related. He'll be in the Rock yeah. Hall eventually, oh, right? Yeah. Oh, sure. Yeah. yeah, put him in with uh, Sponge and uh, Smash the Mouth, Blood, the Bloodhound yeah. Gang. <laughs> what about Smash Mouth? They just uh, he just retired. Did you hear about this guy? Retired. Did you see the video? I Wait. I really did not want I, to see it because I heard it was disturbing. It's it Wait. is it's oh. sad. Someone, someone on TikTok was like, and they even acknowledged, they were like, the ethics of sharing this is maybe not great, but here's what I saw at a Smash Mouth concert recently. And it was the dude just like drunk and like, like mumbling into the microphone and being like, so I'll, I'll fucking kill your whole family. I don't care. And just like throwing the beer cans on the ground. And like a woman just like comes up and takes the mic and he's like, he just looks, he looks like he's in bad shape. And I think uh-huh. the, the, like that video going public 
he had he had to make a choice uh, about that, that's maybe rock bottom yeah. a rock bottom situation for that guy that's okay it. well who cares about the rock bottom hall yeah. he's in it <laughs> but you know although i that's did just, hear you heard about when david cassidy was really sick he had a situation mm-hmm. like that people thought he was drunk mm-hmm. but it was like a like an yeah, illness. illness yeah it was oh, at boy. the canyon club I, I, you could pull that one up too if you're if he you're into watching disturbing he was, he was videos yeah like falling off the stage well, the Smash Mouth guy definitely had beer cans. In oh, really? His hand. Okay. So I, <laughs> there was no, doubt. you know, I can't make an assumption, but there were clues. All right. Do you think that was really true about David Cassidy, Dave? I think he he passed away. Like was it sick. was like within that that year he passed away, and he had mentioned yeah. like he was. I think he had retired right after that performance too. It's like I'm I'm mm-hmm. done. I can't do this anymore. Maybe I should already know this, but where did your love or your passion for the rock hall come from? Joe, I'm asking because yeah, I mean, I mean, it was clear where that question was directed. <laughs> um, I am the VH1 list generation when I was coming of age, and you, if you wanted to know about rock and roll and like the history of rock and maybe why you might want to love the 80s or 90s or other decades, <laughs> uh, that was like so available, and I watched a lot of that stuff and like really consumed it, and I, I became kind of like a uh, a classic rock head. And then also VH1 at that time would air the induction ceremonies. So I was taking that in as well. It was all kind of part of this education about the history of of music. So it was all part of it to me. And also, you know, my dad is from Cleveland, so I have relatives there. So we would go to the museum every year, like around my like spring break or whatever. That was my spring break. Yeah. Oh like, God. <laughs> and and the museum was really cool for say like a, a 13 year old in the early two thousands when Wikipedia isn't quite a thing and you don't have like every rock doc at your fingertips mm-hmm. because there's no streaming services. So going to the rock hall was like a true education. It was very, very cool. You know, I didn't know until much later that like, oh, nobody pays attention to the rock hall. I just, <laughs> I happen to have all this knowledge uh, about it. And then, you know, I leaned into it with a podcast and made Kristen join me. And also as you got older, I think you were like, oh, I have all this knowledge. Like, accidentally or whatever it was like a thing that you kind of built upon and then you're like well i might as well just keep knowing about it or did you like it like no i mean like it, it wasn't like well I'm I, guess, I guess i'm on this road no I, it was like i have the genuine interest in it and then yeah i i think there, there was a time where i was like not really paying attention and then i i came back to it and was like oh this is I recognize the appeal of it almost from like a, a sports fan angle of like, oh, there's there's seasons to this. There's like the nominee list comes out and then who gets inducted and then who shows up at the induction ceremony and then the broadcast of the ceremony. And like, you know, Future Rock Legends is a website where they have all this data that you can spend hours just like clicking around and seeing like, Who's how many times was Sheik nominated and like mm-hmm. who was nominated this year and didn't get in? How many, you know, this, that, who's not and who's never been nominated, all that stuff. So it and it appealed to a certain part of my brain. And so yeah, I'm I stand. Okay. So Paul Shear is your idol, right? This is who you you went to for your rock knowledge based on the VH1 specials because he was always oh, on there. Yeah, I was like, was it I a mean, Paul Shear, Paul F. Tompkins? Yeah, uh, Paul, yeah. Who else it was those guys? I mean, not not to get uh to in the weeds but that's more the best week ever uh oh the, you know this was my apologies <laughs> who I was am... on the i 
love the 80s. It was, it was like, like John. It was, like, it was oh. Mike. Michael Ian Black was a huge mainstay. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hal Sparks. Yes. Like Rachel Harris. Yes. Um, those those were the ones that they used a lot. The Gen X alt comedy like scene. And yeah. then sprinkled throughout, you'd get like a Lisa Loeb, you know, <laughs> yeah. you'd get like a Lita Ford. You know, you'd get some actual uh, musicians and stuff. We haven't introduced Joe and their podcast. We haven't talked about it. We do that afterwards, but, you know, because we edit. Yeah. So it's Joe Quazala, right? Is that? Mm-hmm. Quazala. You must have been in high school. They called you Quazala, right? Quazala, what's up? Nobody wanted to even approach me. <laughs> oh, okay. And also nobody wanted to approach him, period. He oh, okay. Yeah, I got you. Everyone was afraid. Body odor problem. So the, uh, the, <laughs> the first thing that attracted me to your podcast is you also ask a question. We are we ask, what difference does it make? And you ask, who cares about the Rock Hall? <laughs> question, question mark. Titles. Like, I'm not sure yeah. why why are we doing this? I, I, you know, I don't know. <laughs> who cares? Or what difference does it make? What, you know, that's, we're mm-hmm. just doing this. So, oh, wait, Kristen does care about the rock hall. Should we do you does really Chris, do you care about the does rock hall? Does Kristen, or? okay, your your final Hi. answer, does Kristen, do you care about it? Okay, Here, I would say reluctantly, passively, yes. I care now. I've spent, I'm a generalist at heart and uh, by nature, I do not, I don't obsess about many things. I don't tend to drill down on extensive knowledge about things. And this show has forced me uh, to do that. So I've become a de facto expert. People often come on our show and are like, so you two probably know more than almost uh, anyone about the history of the rock hall. And it might be true unless you count future rock legends. He's number one. You are now uh, up there. Like just by, like in, I'm in like top twenty experts on the rock and roll <laughs> against your will, yeah. against my will. So yeah, I don't know if we stopped doing the show, if I would continue to care. <laughs> Probably, I don't know that I'd continue following it if if I didn't have a reason to. But I, you would if like news came out, you would be activated like a sleeper cell. Like, you know, <laughs> like suddenly have a lot to say. Yeah. Well, and that's the other thing is I find myself, people find out I have this podcast. I don't lead with it, um, but people find out and then they want to engage me. And I find myself having to like define what is rock and roll anyway. And what does it And like, I'm out here making the case for something that I don't even like that much. But um, I think that's what works about it and us. All right. And the show. So we know a little bit about Joe and what's your story? I grew up in Chicago and I did improv and comedy there. And then I moved to L.A. and I do improv and comedy here. (laughs) And Joe and I used to do a sketch group together. And then we started a podcast. (laughs) And improv in Chicago, that's where everyone gets their start the place. is there yeah, why did you leave place. why, did, why you- did i leave <laughs> um there is only so far one can go okay. uh, the you know you kind of hit the ceiling there if you want to if you want to do more with i took my talents to los angeles nice. <laughs> but now you're taking yeah. your yeah. both of you are taking your talents to cleveland for, for a one night only engagement how did this come yeah, about? It, it felt like the it felt like the right place, right time. Like we have never done a live podcast. And, you know, it's something we've thought about before. And it feels like in Cleveland, the night before the induction ceremony, that's like, that's when and where you got to do it. Yeah. Yeah. You, I, no better opportunity. That's, that's great. That should be a lot of fun. 
Yeah, we're, we're looking forward to it. Yeah, and it'll be our second time attending a ceremony. I'm curious to see how my feelings have changed and grown. We'll find <laughs> out. Because the first time we went, I was like, this is going to be long and it's going to be boring. And it was, but I also had a good time, you know? And I feel like this year, the inductees are going to be like, so much more exciting to me. I'm like genuinely looking forward to it. Although I hope that they all show. Uh, Well, one is not showing up. Yeah. Todd is not showing and we're not, it's not looking good on Tina either. We talked to Alec Whiteman who is on the board Mm -hmm. of the rock hall and he said, Tina's Mm -hmm. not showing up. She's, no, she's under. She's the got, yeah. she's got her own life. She's got a yeah. very nice life in Switzerland. Yeah. Yeah. She did her farewell documentary. She's getting her laurels. She's fine. So uh, which, which other ceremony did you see? We went to the one two years ago in New York and it was, um, Def Leppard, the cure Radiohead, Janet Jackson, the Roxy music and who else was it? The zombies. <laughs> Joe did a physical <laughs> clue. For me. It was good. It's the correct month. It's the wrong month for me to forget about the zombies. Um, right. Yeah. <laughs> but it was like, and it was a fun Steve, ceremony. Stevie Nicks. Oh yeah, and Stevie Nicks. Yeah, there was seven. Seven that year. It was a it was a decent class, but it was like one of those ceremonies that kind of you know there's always some fat in the ceremony. <laughs> Although last year was supposed to be, it's not going to be live this year, right, Joe? No, it will not. They, they had that, right? they had toyed with the idea of doing broadcasting it live last year, but then obviously the pandemic, they had to pivot to just doing a almost documentary style yeah. uh, induction. Yeah. Which do you think that kept it tighter and more interesting for everyone, or do you like? certainly kept it tighter? Yeah. Tighter, yeah. More interesting <laughs> like, is very debatable. As yeah. what do you find interesting? It was definitely a different vibe. Uh, definitely different yeah. vibe. Have you gone back to see all the induction ceremonies? I mean, I guess I, I'm sure they're most of them are available, but you know, I mean, I have my ways and I've definitely made Kristen watch a lot of them. There was a I whole seen quite a few. Okay. Yeah. Can we, can we talk about Mike love then? Have you seen that one? When yeah. I mean was... like that, the Mike love speech comes up a lot on our show. Oh, and does Kristen, it? <laughs> did, you, did you ever finally watch it? I've still never seen it. Uh, you just talk about it. If a you lot. ever like assign it to me and like I need to talk about it, I'll watch it. I do this with Holly too. I'll give her an assignment and then she just blows it off. It's never going to happen. I, see, I, I, do, I do my homework. I do do my homework if I have to, but yeah. I'm not, I don't, like I said, I'm a generalist and proud of it. The Mike Love speech, though, is that the one where he says that someone won't fight him? I mean, he, he challenges like Mick Jagger to like. He a, challenges Mick Jagger to like a fist fight or something. Not exactly right? a not a fight, but more like he's like, I'd like to see Mick Jagger get up here and seeing I get around. Like I bet he can't. Like he's just, but he's always been too chicken shit to go toe to toe with the Beach Boys. Also, what a <laughs> hilarious flex! Right? I get around. <laughs> like, right. Yeah. Like I'd actually like to see the. Beach Boys sing Satisfaction. <laughs> like, right. like, what are we doing Wait. here? What year was this? 88. Yeah, it was one of the okay. first ones. Yeah, it was. Yeah. Was that like at the Waldorf then? So there's, yeah. is there footage of it? There is footage, is it but just it was audio? just, it, yeah, there is footage and it was like, you it's know, on it's a, the first camera phone. It's on a car phone. <laughs> yeah. it's on a they, re- they recorded it for like posterity, but not for TV. So there's footage of every ceremony, but like those early ones, it was not, you know, produced. So it's, it's sloppy. We like to call this month Rocktober, but you guys just go way <laughs> off 
into another mm-hmm. stratosphere. Uh, no, no, no obvious puns. puns here. The puns yeah. must only terrible. They must be a stretch. Your puns so. are great. Um, Thank you. I don't know. <laughs> Holly is always the positive one, but I I don't know about these. Can you? Let's go over a few of these, shall we? Oh, for sure. Yeah, we can start. We we start from. We started in June doing theme bad pun theme months. Early. Okay, let me see if I can remember that. Okay, go early ahead. in June lens. Yes, okay. which is where we devoted the month which to is the early influence early category. Influences. Yes. And that was actually maybe of all of these, that one that, no, they're all terrible. They're horrible. <laughs> Foo Lai, which was an entire five week month. <laughs> She closed her eyes. The Foo Fighters. I really, I, I tried not to go back there. Um, And then what was August? All right. So wait a second. I love Dave Grohl, but I'm not a Foo Fighters fan. Are you like the same way, or what? uh, Or was it just all anything to do with uh, with the Foo Fighters? It's a struggle. It was five weeks that didn't. uh, It was too long for me. My feelings about the Foo Fighters are that I think they are a good band. I don't think they're like a legendary band. I think that they get more credit because they're one of the last kind of alternative rock bands of our era. And um, I was disappointed, but not surprised that they got in on their first ever ballot. Like, I don't, it's, I think they deserve to be in the hall of fame, but I just don't necessarily think they deserve like legend status. I think Dave Grohl, he plays the game. He's everybody's fun rock uncle and uh you know he doesn't seem like a bad guy he doesn't have any uh any like there's no secret tapes or emails of him being problematic and that in and of itself i guess is enough for me to think he's all right obviously yeah. joe feels differently you know? if you did five different episodes of the foo fighters i mean he was trying got- to drag me crazy yeah you gotta you gotta remember that like doing these bad puns and like the way i will structure our show sometimes is specifically to elicit a reaction from Kristen. Okay. so if i if i'm looking at a five-week month and i'm like what is my theme going to be like to do the Foo Fighters for five weeks in a row is it, very funny to me. It is um, rude. And it's like what's Kristen's for. worst nightmare. Yeah. You know, I, I, you know, I've, I've been known to prank Kristen. I've yep. been known to, yeah, do what I can. To this is the fun dynamic the fans come for it. They it's live for they it. Love. They, they love, love to watch me be, annoyed it's a hallmark of the show keeps it interesting you're a happy annoyed person oh yeah i mean i also get i mean i've i get angry on the show as well but (laughs) mostly i'm like i'm pretty i'm pretty upbeat although i am kind of the mean one sometimes like i'm the one who i will say the ruder or mean thing joe tends to be more of a fan yeah right yeah you'll go off yeah, I will go off. I'm not afraid to pop off uh, <laughs> oh. with absolutely that, no research. Just was that you? Was that you popping off about the Foo Fighters? At this point, I'm bereft. I am just bereft. I have no feeling left about the Foo Fighters. I'm like yeah, every once in a while. Uh, yeah, I'll remember occasionally that like I like some of their songs, and then they'll put like new ones out, and I'll be like, we gotta stop this. <laughs> and also, it's just kind of one of those things where like they're just they're inoffensive like you can't it's hard to 
work up a well of anger about the Foo Fighters other than like the idea that they are equivalent to like the other bands that got in on their first year eligible is like not true. You know, it's like, oh, yeah, they're not as good as Nirvana. They it's, are not as good as um, like who else gets the, in the, on their first year? The eligible? Beatles. Jay-Z. <laughs> the Beatles. Oh. Well, the Beatles were not like they were there in the first class, but the beat like 25 years after oh, like to be yeah. eligible. I mean, they, wow. were, they were they got in first year eligible and it was the third year. Eighty eight. Oh, wow. I guess I don't even think about I'm like, I just yeah. feel like they put. So that was they were not eligible when the hall started. No. Mm. Mm. See, there's still so she's much still, to learn. She's you can still talk learning. This Get out of here. For like 300 hours and still. <laughs> good God. No, so I'm wait, good. Joe, about the Foo Fighters. Yeah, I mean, I echo a lot of the sentiments that Kristen said. I like, what, the thing is like, can I get mad at a band that I like 15 of their songs? Like, that's a lot of songs. Like, they pretty consistently would put out an album that had two or three great songs once every few years for 25 years. What Kristen said is right. And when you think about it in the context of the way the hall operates, Radiohead did not get in on their first year of eligibility, for example. Mm -hmm. And so then to say Foo Fighters get in on their first year and Radiohead doesn't, it makes you go, "Mm, all right, well, I don't know about that. Yeah, it's like the Foo Fighters are not an innovative rock band. They are a competent and good hard rocking band that does a good job they are <laughs> they're built for tough is what you're adequate. saying exactly. <laughs> they're persistent they're resilient mm-hmm. and that is those those are some of the the great qualities of that band is and, you know we have not seen them live we will be seeing them live obviously at the induction concert and we're probably gonna be, yeah so, it's gonna be great. so holly sure. go ahead and holly was at the forum go ahead and tell them you're oh your yeah i i was always a fan i like them but i've always wanted to see them because i've heard they put on a great show they they put on such a fabulous show and he's so not just you get the the genuineness i mean he's mm-hmm. he's really genuine i mean whether he is i don't know but he seems he feels genuine and you know the the musicians are great and you know while you may not love the kind of rock that it is there's no denying that they have a place and this leads me to a whole other topic about that not the Foo Fighters, but about the Rock Hall and the, you know, w- what it takes, you know, it seemed having learned a lot more about it recently. I mean, I always paid attention, but I never was mm-hmm. you know really, really well versed in it. Sorry, I'm kind of segueing from the oh, Foo yeah. Fighters. Sure, sure, sure. I hope you guys love them yeah. when you see them. They are. They, oh, we're going to. We're, uh, we're it, not it, like, like we haters. <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> but, yeah. I mean, I, I, I love them more now and I, mm-hmm. I really respect them. And of course, Dave Grohl is he's known to be a good guy. But the criteria you know, we, we've learned a little bit more about it, speaking to, as Dave said, Alec Whiteman, who's on the, the board, about the voting and about how, how members come to the table with, you know, with their artists. And I'm, I'm assuming that they have to defend them. They put them all out there. But it seems so, like it's almost intangible without any specific criteria. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. yeah. You kind of so, hit to the core of our show. <laughs> yeah. I mean, so what, one of the things I've done to help try and, like, define this undefinable thing and to try and kind of laser focus in on what makes a good inductee. One of the things we do on our show is focus on an artist and go through criteria that I have kind of reverse engineered because they don't say anything outside of like, 
it's a, you know, they changed the world or whatever. And it's like that, just give me something tangible. So what I put together was like, okay, I think you need, and you don't need to have, you don't need to have everything in every category, but like, if you do well enough in them, maybe cumulatively, you have a good shot at getting in the traditional way, getting voted in by the larger voting body. And the categories I have are recognizable songs, classic albums, critical acclaim, commercial success, longevity, influence, artistry slash skill. And my last category, maybe the most important one, does my mom know who they are? Yeah. I think you look at any inductee any year and they'll do relatively well Although, in those categories. Now, with longevity, do you mean... Like they're still relevant now. Like the Go Go's put out three albums. Guns N' Roses put out yeah, four, exactly. four records. Was, yeah, exactly. Like how long was their kind of what imperial phase? Is that the yeah, phrase? Sure. We, we yeah. Yeah. Like how long was their imperial phase, and how impactful was it? So it's like some bands are it's still like, putting out albums, but they're putting out albums that people aren't buying or listening to, or that aren't making as much of an impact mm-hmm. as those three Guns N' Roses albums. And like also speaking of the Foo Fighters, I think I think longevity is one of the categories where the Foo Fighters does really well Mm -hmm. um, because they have had a career that has spanned 25 years and counting like there was no break. And then you talk about the Go-Go's. Yeah, the Go-Go's had three albums kind of burned bright and fast. And I think that's probably one of the reasons why they took it took a long time for them to finally get in. I think if they had had a longer career, it would have been more of a layup. We're having a Rocktober party with Joe Quazala and Kristen Studdard of the Who Cares About the Rock Hall podcast. As we do on podcasts, we take breaks. So we're going to do that at this very moment. on the What Difference Does It Make podcast with Joe Quazala and Kristen Studdard of the Who Cares About the Rock Hall podcast. Let's lead into your next month because we talked with Gina Shock. In her mind, it was the documentary. You have August became, what was it? August is dogged. Like rocking like August. Doesn't it just roll right off the tongue? Couldn't have been like August documentary. I mean, who knows? That's better. It's not. There isn't a good one. It was a bad pun, and there was no way around it. And you did. It was a good month, though. We got to watch. It was a good month. Yeah, there was to a lot of editors. No, but that was great. And I think that seems to like (laughs) Tina came out with her documentary and the Go Go's, and you know. Clarence Avant. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So it seems to to really help. Yeah, there's it, definitely a documentary effect that uh, that happens, if not immediately, eventually. And and the Go Go's one. I think that's what kind of the Nina Simone kind of. Oh, um, right. That yeah, I think that was helped, maybe a little bit of a delayed her. effect, but like for mm-hmm. sure helped her out. And you know, going into like our predictions, our draft for who we thought the nominees were going to be, we all had the Go Go's at the top of our list. Because of the documentary, like they, they were clearly one the of us got them. That's true. In, that is true. In their draft. <laughs> Which, but, oh, who would that be? No, actually, it was neither of us. Oh. It was neither of us. No. Um, because we both wisely picked, uh, Chris and picked Jay-Z. I and picked Jay-Z. Because we, um, those were like, that's the thing is like, if you follow this stuff, you kind of know to some degree what's, what's going to happen. And knowing that the Go-Go's had such a big year with that documentary. I also 100% thought I picked the Go-Go's when I said that. I do not remember who I drafted at all. I, who won? <laughs> did, uh, did, I have did the you draft, Joe? Ult- oh. Ultimately, I, I won. Okay. Uh, yeah. I had Tina and the Foo Fighters. 
I truly do not remember who I drafted. I know I had Jay-Z, but I thought I might have also had the Go-Go's. I was looking at the nominees this year, and there were, yeah. there were a, one, two, 16. three, four, 16. five, six, seven, yeah. eight. So there were nine that did not get in. Mm-hmm. Is, who, got, who got ripped off this year? Was it, uh, was it Devo well, or Kate Bush? Or, well, I mean, we were not expecting either of those to get in. We think Dion Warwick is Dionne the Warwick one who was really the edge. Yeah, yeah could have. And we called voters. We got out the vote and we tried to get Dion the votes because we knew she could use them and it did. We fell yeah. short. But well, and that's another. She's another kind of case where also she doesn't have necessarily a. She needs one. If anybody out there is listening and can, is it's she coming got, out, it's coming, it's coming out, out soon. I mean, like then, it's like doing the festival rounds. I think at this point. All right, like, I'm keeping yeah, that so. in mind for the draft next year because <laughs> yeah. if she can get a documentary out there, I think all the work she was doing on Twitter, kind of like becoming more of a public figure to younger people, Huge. could really. We, we thought that that was going to help her, and I mean, I think that's what got her on the ballot yeah. this year because she hadn't been on for like no what? she'd never been on it was it her never been it was on. her tweeting apparently right yeah it was twitter <laughs> i so think so she, it's yeah. a, whether it's a documentary or like you know no one's done this before but have like a a huge very like well maintained uh social media presence like there's there's a new way and like Dean warwick should have mm-hmm. gotten in 30 years ago. You know what I mean? Like, that's absurd. Like, if Tina Turner is in and Dionne Warwick, it's just kind of like you find yourself doing these reverse engineers uh, into like, well, if this person's in and that one's not in, what are we doing? It's like what happened with LL Cool J this year is he didn't get in through the front door. He's in through a side category, but it's like at a certain point, you can't keep inducting newer rappers and not put in one of the most formative rappers after he's been nominated six right. times, seven times, Joe? Yeah. Six. Seven. So did six. you, did that raise your eyebrows when you're like, all right, Jay-Z, Jay-Z gets in as a performer and then LL Cool J is the Musical Excellence Award. Can you explain the Musical Excellence Award? What is, what is yeah. that? Yeah. Oof. Do you want me, I, really... I, what's, I would be a fun challenge to see if you could do it, but if, if we want to just be efficient, I can, I can go. <laughs> I'm like, well, I'm like, because it has meant so many things, you know, yeah. it has meant, and you know, uh, we, oh, we spent, also I'm trying all... to remember the pun music, sec, music, September excellence. Oh, that's, that's it. Yeah. Was that it? We Muse September excellence. We spent God. all of September excellence on the musical excellence category, which is an interesting one for the hall because it started out as the sideman category. Uh, you wouldn't know that if you looked at the Rock Hall's website because they right. have just pretended like all of those were always musical excellence, but really it was called sideman, and that's where they inducted people who played on like, a lot of classic songs like Hal Blaine or Earl Palmer or James Jamerson. You know. Oh, so they, like the E Street Band got in under the, the side? Well, I, I, it? it had become musical excellence by then, but they are in this category. Okay. So at a certain point, they chose to changed the name Sideman to Musical Excellence. And it felt like they were shifting the focus from the people who were kind of behind the scenes to some of the people who were a little more visible. Like Leon Russell was the first Musical Excellence category under that banner. And he is a session musician. He is a Sideman. But he also obviously had a very successful solo career and was a very visible musician and artist. And then they used that category for people like the E Street Band, again, they're sidemen, but they're very known. The, all, all those guys are, you know, characters and personalities. And then around 2015, they inducted Ringo in that category. 
And it just felt like, okay, this seems like a way. And to- all hell has broken loose. <laughs> what does musical excellence mean? Yeah. And so at that point, and Ringo did play on other people's uh, records and stuff, not really in a significant way. The, and the rumor was Paul McCartney had said, having seen that he and John Lennon and George Harrison had all been inducted solo, why not Ringo? And I think instead of putting Ringo on the ballot, they were just like, we, put, we can put him in this category we created that has such a vague uh, qualification for it. We, we just put him in there. Musical excellence. Sure. Musical excellence. Joe, great. We've talked about this, and I'm just realizing, though, that I've never asked this. So do you think that Ringo, he would have gotten in if they had put him on the ballot. Do you Probably. think that they thought it would have been a disservice and, like, taken a spot away from someone else mm-hmm. To add yeah, Ringo to I mean, the ballot. Because he would him. absolutely, it would have been a Stevie Nicks effect. Like he would have gotten in. You see him on the ballot. Solo, you, you see him on the ballot. You're like legend, no problem. Beatle. Yeah, I yeah, I don't know. I mean, Good I question. wonder I wonder if the nominating committee was just never going to do that. Because I do think the nominating yeah. committee have some principles. And like, <laughs> I, I, if you can believe but it. The but the subcommittee for musical excellence doesn't? <laughs> yeah, I think so. I think you get fewer people involved. You get fewer people who have to sign off on it. Got it. Um, it makes so. sense. But, but yeah, I guess it's like Paul McCartney called about Ringo. I'm sure Elton John made a phone call to get Leon Russell. Leon Russell, yeah, exactly. So yeah. And Bruce for, I mean, yeah. Bruce and his manager. I mean, John Landau is heavily involved with the hall and its goings on. So, I mean, like the E Street Band, that was a foregone conclusion. Little Steven also very involved. So it's like, duh, that's, yeah. of course, that's huh. It's interesting. It's almost just like, I don't know. A lot of these big institutions just thrive on corruption. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, you wouldn't hear me saying that every week, but like, you know, but it just musical, does seem that way. The musical excellence category this year, a little bit like it has now every phase of this category. It, it has does. like the classic sideman definition through Randy Rhodes, you know, who played with Ozzy Osbourne. It's got the kind of new Leon Russell-y type definition with Billy Preston, who was a side man, but also, you know, had his own career. Yeah, I mean, he played played with the Beatles, played with the Stones, Mm -hmm. um, but also, you know, had a lot of great songs as a solo artist. And then it has the third tier of definition, which is well, we got to induct them, so we might as well use the category, and that's where they're putting yellow. Is, is there a limit as to how many can go into the performer category? I mean, why not there just put are, LL in there? There are no limits. They could have done anything, and this is what they chose to do. Well, the the only thing with the, the performer category is you have to get votes. You know, so maybe they're, maybe they're looking at that seventh inductee, and they're going, okay, do we want to make space for the New York Dolls, or do we want to give that space to these side categories that we can personally curate to make the class that we want to make? Do you think that's who was the next on the ballot? Do you think that's, do you think that's who the next vote getter would have been? Yeah, I think so. I think that's what you think. What was that again that you think? Oh, uh, I mean, like if we're speculating about who was, who came in in the seventh slot. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, okay. Because they are inducting six through the front door this right. year and the seven it's like usually if the seventh is someone that they've really been working to get in that they've been really wanting to and it's or close enough least, the votes it's close enough they will sometimes go to seven and uh this year they only did six so i just i was like sometimes you have to wonder too if there's like it's like the top six vote getters got 
similar numbers of votes or someone ran away with the number one, but, you know, two through six are, you know, pretty similar. And then there's a big space in between seven, maybe. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I've never seen the numbers. I was hoping to get more clarity from you. Yeah, I know. You're you're making a little more more confused. Oh, it's an (laughs) opaque and shadowy institution. (laughs) Okay. Just to throw a little bit more into, into my confusion. Yeah. How does fan voting, how does this fan voting play into it? Unfortunately, it doesn't doesn't mean a thing. It is. Um, Who won this year? I I will explain the fan vote. This is a thing that I've learned through my three years of doing this show, which is (laughs) that the fan vote is so insignificant and it's really unfortunate. I think that the fans get an outsized uh, sense of importance when the polling is live online. And then at the end of all of those many hundreds of thousands of votes that are cast over the month, I don't know how many or however many weeks or months that the voting is available, those top five votes just make up one ballot out of like, you know, several hundred voters. So it's several thousand over like around a thousand, around a thousand. So around a thousand. So it's like one one thousandth of like one, like one, one fifth of one one thousandth is right. what it means okay. oh, wow. in the long run. It is, so, it is incredibly insignificant, but trend wise, mm-hmm. I'm, I can't believe I really do know. I like sounding so <laughs> expert. It's freaking me out. But trend wise, usually used to be up until what, last year, right? Up until the Dave Matthews debacle. Up until the Dave Matthews debacle, the debacle Matthews. Oh, we'll have to talk uh, about that band. right after this, but go ahead. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that, the debacle is that basically Dave Matthews band far and away two years ago, like ran away with the fan vote and did not get in. They were the number one fan vote getter, but it doesn't matter. They just got one, one tenth of a thousand, whatever the math is, don't make me do it. But, you know, and people were like, this is outrageous. We vote for Dave every day, you know? (laughs) And like, and who was it this this year, Joe? I know Fela Kuti was doing well. I was about to say, Fela Kuti Mm -hmm. was- uh, Fela Kuti and Tina Turner both got a lot. And I don't know who ended up ultimately being number one. It was neck and neck between them. But yeah, I mean, Fela Kuti did not get in this year, uh, even though the the troops had been mobilized, the entire country of Nigeria had had voted for yeah. him multiple <laughs> times. But you know, that's what happens. Although the the reason Kristen notes Dave Matthews is from the beginning of the fan vote, which was like 2013 or, or something. Every time the number one vote getter would be inducted. And that was a correlation, you know, that wasn't a cause and effect thing, mm-hmm. but I think people saw that and they were like, well, you, it matters. We got we it. That. All right. Def Leopard hive activate, you know, <laughs> they got out there, but it's, it's, it's insignificant. And, <laughs> and the, uh, the hall though, really, they advertise it as you have a voice, yeah. like you can make a difference. Yeah. And Rebel the answer voice. is no, you can't. Yeah. <laughs> No, you can't. You might even say, what difference does it make? Whoa. <laughs> we We're might. not going on the record saying that voting doesn't matter. Um, yeah, I know. <laughs> just as a blanket statement, you'd never hear that from me. Is this how well, the, this is how it works in the United States, right? We, yeah, we it's get just like, like the system is yeah. actually too broken it's and the your vote there doesn't was, matter. Uh-oh. If there was a local rock hall, vote in yes. your local rock vote hall. Vote your local rock hall. <laughs> yeah. Vote your, your rock your, hall city council. Yeah, your there. rock hall city council, your rock hall school board. Board, get involved. Absolutely. Well, Felicute, he could have gone in like early influence or it, can they 
I mean, is that like a thought? They put in yeah. craft. They put in craft work in Gil Scott Heron his early influences. So it's like yes. these yeah. meeting these the meaning of, of these categories, especially this year when they've really chosen to utilize them to kind of scrape the backlog of uh, snubs. Yeah, absolutely. Fela could be musical excellence. He could be early influence. They can make up a new category for him called the International Award. You know, mm-hmm. it's like. Yeah, and they probably will because I don't see him going in. Through yeah, me too. Door. And to me, this Fela like um, nomination felt like almost like a test balloon. Do you know what I'm saying? Like yeah. they would just wanted to see how people would respond and kind of what the votes would be and kind of just see if it was possible. But I don't see it's such an American leading and led institution. It's really I don't see that happening like the Amer- front doorway. It's like Americans discovering that soccer is actually really popular. <laughs> around the world yeah. who knew yeah right you know yeah. like oh people that's not football yeah we have football we, we have football yeah we're americans and football <laughs> is football yeah. uh, um, i think Kraftwerk came in because we had talked with annie zaleski who's uh she's sure. uh, okay you know her uh, um also from from cleveland, cleveland uh, yeah. yeah but we were talking about devo like i was i've been pushing mm-hmm. for devo like i desperately want them in but she was like i think Kraftwerk's going to kind of sneak in there and that's kind of like okay that's kind of a nod that devo might come in next but i uh, think devo will get in eventually joe yeah i think so i think so i mean it's been tough but like they've gone up against some stiff competition and and i think we're getting some kind of the art rock with the roxy music induction and stuff i think that we're headed in that direction and that is just the closer we get to the b52s getting inducted the better for me okay so you're <laughs> i think yes. i listened to your last one with roy Traken. Mm-hmm. and Breaking you were talking business. about diva yes we did yeah uh diva came up although this is not the the month of diva what what month is this Oh, it, well, we, we are uh, in Toddtober. Todd- we're in October, if you ask me. Yeah, we're warring puns. <laughs> warring but puns we, over here. Roy, Roy's a big Todd fan, and we had talked to Roy about Todd Rundgren years ago, and we were remastering that episode and re-releasing it with a, a, some new conversation. Yeah, and we famously accidentally asked like talked Roy out of voting for Devo, and <laughs> we live to regret it. Because he wasted a vote on Tina Turner. Now, okay, so you actually, (laughs) if I remember correctly, you had people voting during your podcast. Is that? Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. We probably had six. We, like, all told got the ballots, I think, of about 16 people. And then in terms of who we got to actually vote on air, I want to say around 10 or so. A lot of people we talked to, not a lot, but some people we talked to. One percent of voters, one percent of hall voters, which is voted bigger than the, our show, which is bigger than the fan <laughs> vote. Which is bigger than the fan, fan vote. Yeah. it's actually yeah. ten times as important. <laughs> yeah, it's ten times as important to do a ballot on our show than it is to fill yeah. out the online poll. Anyone a baseball fan or familiar with the the baseball Hall of Fame? Like it's you know people bring it up on our show. People bring yeah. it up on our show all the time because it's like stats based, right? Yeah, and it, but they're very specific, like. A lot of great, great players do not get into the Hall of Fame. Uh, I'm still bitter about a few Dodgers and that you aren't can, in there. You, you, but, you can lose eligibility, right? Uh, after a certain time, yeah. You're like tossed right. out. So it's, it's tough. They, I think they've invented this new category like uh, you know, where you can kind of sneak in. Aside but yeah, in. but it's very tough. Yeah, and you, exactly. Shit, I mean, initially the Rock Hall, I think, kind of took this, this fine line of like, okay, we're going – we're going to be very specific about who gets into the rock and rock hall. And now 
it's kind of all right come on in come one come all. all journey is next def leopard you know like you know who knows yep. you know who who knows who's going to come in but what, what do you guys think about uh, letting everyone in sort of oh so that's 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 Kristen's uh refrain you know that's, that's my refrain motto. let them all in let them all everybody <laughs> let god sort matter. them out right? it literally does not matter there is not a, it's there you know it's it's an ephemeral institution it doesn't truly exist put them all in i don't care um but joe has joe, statistics he's got joe the he's got the categories <laughs> yeah i would like to think if there's a lot of people who think someone should be in the in the rock and roll hall of fame they will probably get in i just you know there there's often conspiracies that that people espouse and you know and a, a lot of these conspiracies revolve around acts who get eventually get in you know there was long for a long time kiss were like they just don't like us the rolling stone crowd yon winner in fact they hate us they hate our guts yeah. and they would never let us in their institution and they were inducted in 2014 it's and like they were like thank you so much we're right. so well, honored yeah, they showed up so it, it it's it's just like there's no conspiracies and like a lot of artists are going to get in it just takes time if you put all of them in at once it, it kind of loses its meaning then it's you know? over and we don't have to i think that was how rush fans felt yeah mm-hmm. for sure yeah. Yeah. yeah like motley crew will probably get in but do they're you like, think so probably but you they're know like what? i feel like banned. yeah they won't let us we're too dangerous it's like no you're not you you're just like guys, not you anymore my friends uh no one's afraid the sex pistols notoriously did not uh appreciate <laughs> their induction into the ceremony they only had one out there was no longevity there right yeah mm-hmm. no absolutely not but like you talk about like what Influence. any list of the great albums mm-hmm. Right. Any list from anyone, it's never mind the bollocks is always on there. You know what I mean? And you think about the the bands that started, like the Go-Go's famously, like, you know, were inspired almost by seeing the Sex Pistols and being like, oh, we can be fucking better than that. <laughs> yeah. Are you kidding me? So, like, I mean, like, so, but the other thing about the Sex Pistols is, like, Johnny Rotten, what you know, wearing the, the MAGA hat and, and shit. It's, like, point rock hall, I think, ultimately. Yeah, I think like oh you're you're a you're a rebel and uh, you love Trump. Okay, cool, great. Well, and, uh, and also, it's like one of those things where people think they're being so rebellious by not attending, and they're just like, oh yeah, screw the Rock Hall, who cares, la la la. And it's like, you know, now Todd Rundgren's fans are going to be robbed of watching him bang the drum. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> give a gracious and, speech. Yeah, and like his family like think about like your kids and your wife who would love to go and see you be inducted they would love that and like what point are the the point of like the rebellious i'm not going to go to the my own induction i feel like especially over time has really dissipated like I, i i think it has lost the thread it's it almost feels like remnants of that like i'm not putting my music in a commercial exactly well that's what i was just about to say it's like because we have we live in a post sellout society uh there it is we i think we've talked about this on the show before but it's like yeah i don't think that 
younger generations are like, they are like, oh yeah, I shazammed that song in a commercial. That's how I found out about this band. They do Mm -hmm. not see it as selling out. They think that like they have grown up so much with like product placement and with kind of like the intersection of music and commerce as just like obvious and intertwined from the jump. And so I, I just feel like that kind of attitude, which is not, it's like, you know, the purity of like not selling out is over. It's just, it's over. You're just shooting yourself in the foot at that point. I I believe, you know, I get it back in the day, but like, I don't know. It's, it's a Gen X attitude. It really was. And like, I think that that was kind of like the last remnant of like, yeah, we'll never sell out. And it also means that we'll never uh, be rich. And uh, (laughs) millennials were like, we love money. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, right. It's funny though. You just made the point that that this is actually even part of their discovery now. Commercial music and commercials. Oh part yeah, of their discovery for for kids, which is so weird, especially for our generation. Oh, mm-hmm. oh yeah, and like connecting it back to the rock hall, people will un- <laughs> undoubtedly discover Todd Rundgren through his induction, oh, through 100%. him being yeah. inducted on this big HBO ceremony, and it's like, dude, go. Like people are going and you, and he's going to, it's not going to have the full effect because he's not going to be there to perform. Like, but even without that, he's going to benefit from it. Yeah, the rock hall bump. The, the rock hall yeah. bump. It happens. Real. It's real. Enough. It's, it's real. And like, but the, the, the ultimate irony is that whether he rejects it or not, the title rock and roll hall of famer is going to follow him for the rest of his life. Yeah. He does anything noteworthy yeah. when he dies, it's going to say rock and roll hall of famer in the headline. It's going first to. line of the obituary always, yeah, always yeah. because it is such a superlative. Loathe as I am, I mean, it's going to be you know in Joe Elliott's like yeah. obituary. It's going to be. It's like every. It's it's a signifier. Yeah, and signifier. It's, it's a clean yeah. signifier of this person made a significant impact in rock and roll. What do yeah, you know it, about it, Joe Elliott? Is it, he okay? What's going on? What's happening there? Oh, no, no. <laughs> do we have eyes? Yeah, with, what, I don't know. I'm I think just, I'm, starting, <laughs> I'm starting to worry. I think it's like going to make yeah. it, it like makes it so that more people will run the story when you die. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. Not, to, not to really put too morbid a twist on it, but like. But it is. Yeah, I know. Yeah. We're all, uh, newsflash, we're all going to die. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know. I don't, Holly's not, but uh, yeah. Yeah. that's right, Holly. Yeah. Gonna, gonna we're gonna live forever, like fame. <laughs> yeah, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame podcaster. Yeah. Exactly. That's Kristen what's Sutter. coming for us. I hate it. Murdered Joe Quazala. <laughs> Murdered Joe Quazala. After, after the ten Foo Fighter episode. Yeah. <laughs> no more Foo Fighter episodes, please. Yeah, <laughs> it was lie of twenty forty five. She couldn't handle it anymore. All right, yeah, so where do you see, like, the Rock Hall, like, in 10, 15 years, do you see, like, Death Cab for Cutie or, you know, I don't know, Corn? That's an, in- or- that's an interesting one. Corn. Um, I mean, these are strange I, ones that I would I not think. I live but- for a day that Corn is on the ballot. <laughs> Dave Matthews Band is on the ballot. So it's just, I'm like, I don't know if you want to talk about, like, late 90s, also, early 2000s. Corn has been eligible for the past few years. Have they really? Um, yeah, what year? Oh, they, were, I guess, they were put. Yeah. What year are um, we in? Holy crap! I'm, I know. I mean, Jay Z and the Foo Fighters are getting in this year, and like we will see artists that became eligible yeah. in '96. So will In yeah. Sync go in? 
by the way, because that that's no, coming. But Timberlake up. probably will. You don't yeah, think NSYNC or see that. because I they, don't think the Rock Hall will ever embrace boy bands like that. I don't see. Do you that think happening. Britney will get in? I mean, I feel like if Madonna's in, I feel like Britney could get in. Well, Taylor Swift for sure. Yeah, I think it's Taylor, Taylor Swift for, will be sure. In for sure. And the difference between Taylor and Britney, I think, is the kind of artistry it's, versus it's, product kind of thing. It's, it's, it's that's shifting. That conversation shifting mm-hmm. a little bit. She but is a songwriter. She writes her own songs. So I think that. Yeah. Different. And you don't have to necessarily write your own songs, but I think about Britney. And I, I mean, like Madonna that, didn't write her own songs, but she was yeah, like, she did. well, she, I am sorry. Didn't mean to say it like that. She wrote many of her own songs, but I guess what I'm saying is like Madonna is known as a performer and like an icon. And I feel like, and like, well, okay. So like Whitney didn't write her own songs, but she's a great song interpreter. Right. Britney is more of a, a great pop star. And I, right. I don't and know I don't if we're there yet. The, yeah. I don't think the rock hall is celebrating that. I think you need something like a great voice or you're doing something kind of like daring or challenging artistically. I think about Janet Jackson mm-hmm. who like her albums and like the concepts she was dealing with and the way that she challenged even just her own family, like the mm-hmm. this kind of stuff that she was dealing with thematically and she evolved and she had longevity. I, I guess we'll have to see once Britney becomes eligible, eligible, which will be relatively soon, but yeah. like, and who knows what's going to, I mean, her conservatorship is going to end. So, you know, she's uh, free. Jake, you know, yeah, she got her can, documentary. She's got new, a number exactly. of exactly. Do- she's had so many documentaries. <laughs> yeah, now, dumb. if that mattered, she'd be in. So when Justin is in the Hall of Fame, and then he calls and says, "You know what, Lance Bass should be in the Hall of Fame." What about That's- my guys? What about, what about my, guys? my guys? They're what not even a- his guys. He doesn't care about them <laughs> no, anymore. He He'll doesn't. try to get the Lonely Island in before he tries to get them in. Oh, that would be great. <laughs> By the way, okay, Weird Al. Weird Al, Joe. Please, yeah, please. Weird, Weird Al. We Longevity. Hello. On, yeah, we've not done an episode on Weird Al. I bet we will I think at we some will. point. And uh, I bet I know but, who, we'll, who we'll talk to. And here is here is my uh, kind of preview of, of what I will, would say in a Weird Al episode, which is that I think Weird Al gets in the Comedy Hall of Fame. I don't think he gets in the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. Mm. I think he is more significant as a comedic force than he is in terms of the quality of his music. I think the the appeal of Weird Al is you buy his records because they're funny. And what he does is funny. And you might be able to say, and I would even say this, some of those non-parody tracks are actually really good. But that's not the impact of Weird Al. The impact of Weird Al is not on his significance to the progression of rock and roll or music. He it's gets in the he's... Polka Hall of Fame. He gets in the Parody Hall of Fame. <laughs> also, if the, if, the, if it was, and you know, sometimes we talk about like, sometimes the Rock Hall feels more like the Recording Industry Hall of Fame. Mm-hmm. If that were what it was called, yes, for sure. You put Weird Al in the Record Business Hall of Fame because of his impact selling records and making records that people loved. But it's really not about the music with Weird Al, which I think is what will likely keep him out. And I just think about any artist that is not in, that came before Weird Al or were part of Weird Al's era, and he gets in before them, it's like... I know, I'm just like, uh, Weird Al gets in. (laughs) You're like, like not me. There are hundreds of artists that it would be so disrespectful to Weird Al is in, Pat Benatar is still not in. Like, <laughs> Jesus, yeah. <laughs> Start punching people. So that that's my that's my take on uh, Weird Al, who is the artist that got me to buy records. Yeah. 
You know, really? that's, how, that's how significant he no, is to I, me. I, 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 yeah. I hear but that. I get that. Uh, I have to be objective, which is kind of part of what we try to do. Um, just made show. politicians' hand, hands. I know at the he hand. really yeah, did I that for fun at the at yes. the camera. But that's I have what we to try be to objective. do. Objective <laughs> on the podcast. Wow. As I was looking at this, I'm like, okay, LL Cool J Music Excellence Award. He could have been Performer Award. And as much as I love Carol King and Tapestry, mm-hmm. could that have been switched around? Or what do you? What she do you, was already in. She has. She's already in as a songwriter. So what? I mean, performer. Okay. In a non-performer category. The whole point of her induction this year is to acknowledge her as a performer okay? because she, her talents as a songwriter with Jerry Goffin have been acknowledged for 30 years. She got in in 1990 as a non-performer when they inducted her as a songwriter, okay. Jerry Goffin. But one of the sticking points is Carol King had a very, very significant and influential career as a performing artist, as someone who performed that music. And it felt like the hall was being kind of stubborn about that. Like, no, she's already in. Similar thing with Tina, not exactly Tina, the same, mm-hmm. but she's in with Ike. And the only part of her career that was technically acknowledged by the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame is her music with Ike, which is significant. Carol King's songwriting, also significant. Both of these got in very early on in the, in the Rock Hall's history, as they should have, because you can't overstate the importance. But both those artists had very significant careers as performers on their own, and it was time to finally acknowledge that. Yeah, to call Carol King a non-performer, it's just like ludicrous. And it it doesn't, but now ludicrous, do we think ludicrous someday? <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I'm going to reach and say no. <laughs> <laughs> it's, I mean, I think Missy Elliott, though, I think oh, she'll get in. I would be disappointed. Well, okay, yeah. as we touch on this, there's, there's a lot of women that it took a long time for them to get recognized and they're still not, there's still a lot of women that are I not think, in the rock hall. What do you, what do we think have, about this? I have not noticed that. I don't have a, <laughs> no, go ahead. <laughs> you you have no, the floor, I mean, Kristen. Would you like to? <laughs> well, you know, it's ridiculous and I'm angry about it. We have been conditioned to see uh, incremental progress as enough. And it's really not, I say this a lot about kind of f- uh, female performers and performers of color, non-white performers it's like we could do better and we should do better and i think one of the only ways to do it is to just start tilting the ballot don't give us uh any more you know all white male options and uh let's get pat benatar in the dang rock hall yesterday thank you also in the the (laughs) list of women who have been snubbed by the hall is long and it is egregious and in some cases the ways that they have been systematically neglected and excluded it is obvious you know you look at a lot of people who were incredibly formative and important and their male counterparts have been inducted and they have been excluded Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. You know, yes, this year we had a more diverse ballot. We had more women getting in. And a lot of that had to do with the Go-Go's, you know, being an all-female band. But, like, that's still, what's the percentage, Joe? We did a, a history episode Yeah, about we this. went through and, and kind of tracked how the percentage of women, you know, went back and forth. And it were about 7%. If you are just, if you're looking at especially individual members, because you have to remember, and the reason we do individual members, obviously the number would be larger if we were just talking about acts, like the Go-Go's as one act, you know, and then uh, uh, the Cure as one act. But we counted individual members because 
That's important because the individual members who are inducted get votes. Votes are the thing, more than anything else, that matter for who gets inducted. And we just talked about how we liked the year 2019. Mm-hmm. You get Stevie Nicks and Janet Jackson get in. Stevie Nicks already had a ballot because she was in with Fleetwood Mac. So you get one new mm-hmm. woman who has a ballot. Now, who else do you get? Ten people in The Cure, Cure. like six people in Def Leppard, six people in Radiohead. You get six people in Roxy Music. And when I, when I say people, we're talking about like the last few bands. Like these are guys. You get, guys, yeah. you were getting what? more yeah. and more men who are voting. And obviously not men, not all men are going to just vote for all men, but it is just a trend generally that people vote for people who are like themselves. Um, and it is a problem with women. And that I think was one of the big problems with why Tina and Carol couldn't seem to get a second induction when Eric Clapton was inducted three times. And then it, it's the same thing with why we see a lot of the same genre get inducted. Mm-hmm. The guys from Journey who are now voting, probably going to vote for the dudes they went on tour with and the music they like, which is going to be similar to the music that they make. Let's go Foreigner. Yeah, for example, <laughs> foreigner. <laughs> probably will happen. It will but, probably know, happen. There is, and it, it's... You know, I would like to see some, it was cool to see the Go-Go's get in because now we have five women who are now voters. And it would be cool to also see, and we haven't seen this in a very long time, a group of black musicians who are in a band together, like say Cool and the Gang or the Commodores, do a little bit of work to get more than just your kind of token one black artist. And we've seen in, in recent years, it's one of the reasons why we really push for Dion's uh, induction, and we try to push for people to vote for Dion. A Living. lot of the black artists in the last few years, they've been posthumous inductions, mm-hmm. and like that has to stop. That absolutely has to stop. It's an important thing, and I, you know, people follow different ways in this, but we feel very strongly if you can induct someone while they're still alive, you should absolutely do yeah. that. That's a that'd be very interesting to see the impact next year of the Go Go's. See what happens if anything, because your top five votes. That's Mm-hmm. significant that's yeah. that's half the amount of votes that happened on our show yeah, right. <laughs> and i um yeah. almost burst into tears when i found out that tina turner was nominated this year i had a, I think the word is conniption um <laughs> on our show i he reveals the nominees to me live every year he reveals who's getting in he reveals the nominees and he reveals the nominees and the inductees every year to me live i find out on air and when he revealed that tina turner was nominated solo i had a full conniption and yet i recognized without a doubt that she was getting in she was going to be number one vote getter there's just no way she wasn't getting in this year and so i was out there trying to tell people not to vote for her which is weird but strategically and good for the hall for us to move those votes to somebody who needs them and that is going to help diversify the hall in a different way because tina's getting in (laughs) so what can we expect in your uh the live show what's going to happen Oh, Who are goodness. you inviting? Who's going to be on your show? I know we have special a special guest or guests TBA, and we are going to try to do something special with it. You know, obviously, it will have the elements of our show that we 
think are, are the most dynamic, but we also realize that is a live show. So I think there will be bonus uh, features. Bonus features <laughs> and content. Maybe we'll head in the early days. We used to play games on our show and I wonder yeah, I, if I that, think, I bet that'll come back in. I, for I, a live you know, show. you might, you might expect some sort of game element. and you know, we're still in the process of figuring this out, but we really want to make it like a, a very fun experience to come and and see us live. And it won't just, I don't want it to just be two people sitting at a, a microphone will you be, just talking. Will you be singing or is it like a TED talk? You'll be strapped, you know, pacing the stage back and forth with, uh, with your PowerPoint. Doing crowd work, yeah. got a slide, a deck. Yeah. Live, ready to <laughs> yeah. go. You know, in, in this COVID era, if I can really just get in people's faces, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> wouldn't that be great? You can find all that about it at joequazala.com. If wow, you can spell true. it, you can. <laughs> you, or if you can if you, earn, earn your right in. Yeah. If you can spell it, you can see him. <laughs> wow. That wow. That's the tagline. I like that. I'm performing, but I'm all over the place. I, I am performing and I'm all over the place and you can quote me on that. And if you go to uh hello, Kristen.com, uh, maybe I'll update it someday. Oh, okay. <laughs> I was going to say, if you haven't seen, yeah. I think you should leave and you jump into that first episode. First I'm in the first episode, the third Kristen. scene. One of the, what, what some people call the best sketch of that, of that show. People really love it baby was of ranked the year. baby of the year. Number one. And I judge the baby of the year. And I do also threaten to kill myself on live television. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, it's a, it's a, it's an absurdist it's comedy. comedy show. <laughs> and you guys are also proud members of the Pantheon podcast family, aren't you? Truly. We sure are. Yeah. Who cares yeah. about the rock hall is on Pantheon and, uh, yeah. We're sisters. Was it sister yeah, podcast? We're, yeah. We are, we L we L A S. Yeah. We lie last. We're, we're in the family. Uh, we see each other at all of the family events yeah. at the barbecues. <laughs> Uh, Kristen, have you been to the Rock Hall? Have you been in the, the building? I went one time two years ago. Uh, okay. I had an abbreviated visit, much to Joe's chagrin. I had very and specific I, instructions on how to do it, and she and I like did I not flushed listen. it down the toilet. I walked around. I, I thought it was cool. I think I'll like it more this time around because I'll, I'll be have... There. Oh. <laughs> is that why i don't know uh i think it'll <laughs> I we'll think probably it, go with like a fun little group i think we'll go with a fun little group and i think it'll be fun and i know that you get into the rock hall free if you have a band do you think you get into the rock hall free if you have a podcast about the rock hall this is a great question we can i think we're, we're gonna a, find out we can pretend we're a band yeah make up some I mean, some our credentials. Logo looks like a CD cover. Yeah. Also, I, it's possible that I could just like talk to some people at the museum. Yeah. Uh, and just like. We have enough connections now. We talk. Yeah, it's it's true. a whole different ball game, baby. <laughs> I think they'd be paying you to come. Yeah, that's right. You know, Free promotion. Come on. You, us, and my mother. My mom's always <laughs> like, she's like, wait. So my mom thinks that we should knock on the, you know, on the glass of the Sirius XM station that broadcasts from the rock hall and be like, um, we have a podcast. Do you mind if we go live? <laughs> Shut up. Shut up. Let me get off, get off that Excuse chair. Me. Let me sit down. Hey, scram. Uh, we've got some thoughts. Yeah, yeah. That's, you know, it's like when your family is like, Hey, have you thought about being on Saturday night live? You should do that. <laughs> that's why we love family. Last person, the, uh, Ahmet Erdogan award, Clarence Avant, who brought us such great bands as gallery. 
but I think he, <laughs> but, I, but I think he's also he's known as the Black Godfather, which I guess is kind of cool. If you want to know the significance of Clarence Avon, watch the Black Godfather on Netflix. And- it is absolutely inspirational. Made me such a fan of who he is in a business that is so cutthroat and about profit. And he acts like he's a guy who's all about money, but he is truly concerned with uplifting black people in business and seeing that they get their fair share and get their due. It's like, he's an incredible, like his story is really incredible. Watching that documentary made me an absolute convert and total fan of his. I'm like very into him getting in, yeah, especially will, considering the number of dicks that they have put in, in that category, just absolute out and proud. And I'm an asshole and I love it. You know, kind of guys that they have put into that category to have someone who has like made such an impact for black people in the industry. It's like, I love it. I'm all for it. Yeah. And you will not be able to really understand his significance. If you like read a Wikipedia entry, it's like the movie really gets to the heart of what he's really about. Cause on paper, like you said, if like you look at like what his label did or whatever, you're not going to really get the full picture. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that was exactly what I did. Usually I will see right. these, these names and I will look it up on Wikipedia. Like, what is this guy? Mm-hmm. And I exactly. did that. Yeah, yeah. Wikipedia. I, I watch will, that. Doc. I am it's going very to, great. Oh, that's great. I, that's our pick to click this week. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> okay. Well, thanks Joe and Kristen. This was uh wonderful and happy Todd Tober or I'm sorry. Yes. Or uh, <laughs> I just think it's a more awkward. Uh, oh. um, yeah. In the spirit pun. of being clunky. Octodber, yes. I guess, would be better, but Todd Tober, I just could. Wow, I couldn't you heard resist. it here first. He did say my pun was better for being worse. I nailed it. He <laughs> did, but Todd Tober just kind of rolls off the tongue. Yeah, in a way that I, I, I would like to. Then that'll be our last theme month, and uh, you know, again, let's acknowledge Todd Smith is LL Cool J, so it's not just Todd Rundgren. It's, yeah, it's not just Todd. Oh, Rundgren. that's true. We've, we've that's, covered a multitude of. And topics. the ladies do love Todd Smith, I believe. Yeah, LLT. A multitude. Yeah. A multitude. <laughs> Oh God, we have Ooh, to stop. Keep going. This podcast we, has to we simply must go. We right. simply must go. All right. Well, this, um, I think I should leave. All right. Well, this has been. This is like your Christmas this month. So mm-hmm. thank you for taking yeah, time is. out and getting Happy on our podcast. It. And uh, yeah, yeah, it was a lot of fun. You. Yes, fun to meet thank you. you. So thank you, thank you, thank Thanks you so much. And enjoy your time in Cleveland. And we can't wait. We to will. Yeah, we're really absolutely. looking forward to it. Thanks so much for having Thanks us. So we much. appreciate it. All right. Thanks, you Take care, guys. Thank you. Bye. Okay, so we touched on Tina Turner, Carol King, the Go-Go's, Jay-Z, Foo Fighters, Todd Rundgren. As Tina Turner might say, they were simply the best. Joe Quazala and Kristen Studdard of the Who Cares About the Rock Hall. I enjoyed myself. Did you enjoy yourself with the, these people? That I, was simply the best. I It was quite informative for me. You know, the Go-Go's might say, I was head over heels over the of this episode. I believe, as Dave Grohl might say, they brought out the best of you, Holly. So congratulations. I'm so glad you used a Foo Fighters uh, <laughs> song just because they are, they are worthy. I, I know how you feel about the Foo Fighters. So. I know you do. Thanks for letting me get that in with them. Of course. New episodes every Friday. Who is the Rock Hall inductee that will be on our show next week? Next week, we're going to have Gina Shock on the podcast, and I could not possibly be any more giddy or excited about that. 
Wonderful. You got the beat. You got this. All right. With this episode with uh, with Joe Quazala and Kristen Studdard, we're going to have a number of clips that Holly posts. Where can they find these clips? Just check us out on YouTube and all social media at WDDIM Podcast. And on YouTube at What Difference Does It Make? Thanks to Joe and Kristen for joining our podcast. They are also members of the Pantheon Podcast family. All right, let's end it. Until next week, this is Dave. This is Holly. Check you later. Over and out. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.